Welcome to the Rams Writer Podcast. Tight angle, cross to Pearson, Pearson scores! Stephen Pearson scores for Derby County! Wisdom, it's right! For Scythe, heads on goal. It's looping. It's yeah! in! <laughs> it's, it's Craig for Scythe with a looping header at the back post. Sibley shoots across goal. Yeah! He scored! Louis Sibley in the 90th minute. The goal we wanted has come. Hello and welcome back to the Rams Right podcast on this hot Saturday night. Um, it is absolutely bacon. So for those of you watching on YouTube, yes, I'm in a shitty grey shirt, um, but it's it's just comfy because it's red hot. So sorry about that. Um, but yeah, three games to cover. We've you know since we last spoke, um, a loss against Charlton, a win in the cup against Mansfield, and a win today against Barnsley. Uh, plenty to talk about. Plenty to digest. As always, joining me to do that is Chris Holt. Chris, good evening, mate. How are we doing? Good evening, sir. Very well, thank you. Just got back from Leeds on a basketball referee's camp. I had to dra- start it early. In the world basketball. It's the only time I mentioned that, I promise you. I'm very, early. Well. I'm very well, sir. Very well. Good, good. Um, before we get started, actually, I um, had some really good feedback. Obviously, those who listened, um, we did a podcast with Sam, uh, the uh, Derby County ladies' uh, head coach. Uh, last week and that got a lot of feedback so yeah thank you for that we will obviously we are we have, we have said we will obviously try and put a, a bit of ladies in I know I know you guys that listen regularly you want to hear about the first that's fine but we what we'll probably do is either do an extra bond for the ladies or maybe add a little bit in 10-15 minute thing um, but yeah so thank you everyone that liked that and, and give us feedback on that it was uh, very appreciative so anyway though, moving on to the men's it's been a it's been a week since we last spoke we've had three games since then um, Charlton away Last Saturday, we'll start there, Chris. What do we make of that then? Obviously, losing one nil in a game we really should have been out of sight for from you know from the end of the first half. Yeah, I'm going to say this more than once uh, this evening, mate. But it was a game of two halves, wasn't it? Mm. Um, I thought that Charlton were at sixes and sevens from the off. They really had no idea of what instruction they were taking onto the pitch, what formation they were playing. They were absolutely awful with Charlton. And yeah, we should have put them to the sword. When you have 14 corners in a game and you don't get uh, anything on target from those set plays, then you know it's not going to be your day. But I think the four four good chances we had should have been put away. And unfortunately, as it seems to happen in the modern game, you know, if you don't put your chances away and they get one or two chances and they get a 50% ratio of success, on uh, putting the ball in the back of the net, they go away with a 1-0 win. So, um, yeah, I, I, it should have been a W on the board all the way. Yeah, it was. It was. It's, to be honest, it was one of them where you go in, we're just not going to score today. We could play for another 90 minutes and we still wouldn't score. I mean, that, to be honest, we've got to give the trial and keeper credit. He, he did pull off some good saves, but, you know, I, I look at that Collins chance right on the stroke of half-time where he hits the post and I'm thinking... They're going to nick this. And, it, and they did, and they nicked it. And, you know, it was, I think it was an avoidable goal. Obviously, a shot came in. Wild, Wildsmith made a save. And I think, for me, he's got to try and tip that over the bar, not tip it back out into play. But 
the end of the day, though, we, you said it there, 14 corners. 14 corners in a game and not one, you know, not one goal from it. You, We've got to look at that and, and think about this and go, you know, why are we not scoring from corners? We've said it for now, I feel, for so long. Now, I know under Wayne Rooney, um, obviously, Shay Given was given responsibilities for set pieces. And we did get better. Now, obviously, Jake Buxton's come in as assistant. His One of his roles is to work on set pieces. And it, it shows, you know, when you've got somebody like Conor Horihan who can, you know, deliver a ball on a sixpence, We've got to be we've got to be putting away those chances. And it, it was a bit it was a bit concerning, I think. Um, and I just sort of felt have we got have we got someone that's going to put 20 goals a season in um in the squad this season, or is it gonna be a case of we need goals from everywhere? Um I think James Collins will come good. Mm. Well, I think we mentioned it before, Stevie Howard. Uh, yeah. that's the name I'll throw in. Very, very similar style. And type of player um, had an absolute nightmare of a start, not in the way he played, but just couldn't seem to hit mm. the back of the net when he came to us. And then I think it was on game nine or ten of the season he, he hit the back of the net for the first time, and then you know he went on to hit. I think it was I can't remember if it was eighteen, nineteen, or twenty that season, but he was certainly top scorer. James will come good. I th- I thought he played actually quite well at Charlton. Yeah. Um, He's getting think, chances. Yeah, yeah. And I think that there's I think there's going to be an understanding that just needs to uh come together there. And as we go into the other games that we'll discuss, I think um you'll see that Hurrihan likes to get the ball into the box early mm. from a pass from the flank. Um and Collins seems to be timing his runs really, really well. So it's clearly getting better. Bear in mind, it was only the second full game that they'd played together. Mm. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, I, Horihan's impressed me already. Yeah. Collins is impressing me. Um, I, I have no issue with, with the goal teller this year. I think it I think it'll just get better and better. I think mm. uh, the coordination and, 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 and the positivity between them all uh, and, and just they'll all connect. They just seem to be connecting more and more as we go up front. Right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry too much. You know, Charlton, did they deserve the win? Not really. I think they know that. Yeah, they they pressed hard second half. That was the main difference, wasn't it? They they came out second half, put on that full press, put Derby under a lot of pressure, and it was expected that at some point our energy would run out. And I think it did. I think it showed that we're still probably a couple of weeks behind other teams, and Liam is desperately trying to catch up with the with the fitness element of the team. But uh yeah, it wasn't a bad performance at all. I think it was just one of those games we'll uh, have to forget and move on. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah, definitely. I like say so you have to take I think out of that you have to take the the positive, you know, out of the out of the performance really rather than looking at the result. Um because obviously as they do now, this is it. Mansfield in the cup um came came on the Tuesday. Very good game actually, really as Liam described it after the game, a proper a proper cup tie. Now, obviously, there's a lot of changes made um, for, for Derby. We saw, uh, well, Stearman come in. Uh, Jake Rooney came in. Um, obviously, Wayne Rooney's cousin signed for the academy, but he was chucked straight at the first team. And I think he put on really good display, very calm, composed on the ball. Uh, Doru came in, got his first start. Thompson came in. 
Fozzie, another one that came in. Sibley got a start, which I think was deserved from his performances over the last couple of games. Um, Lewis Dobbin, obviously we mentioned him briefly, um, signed for us uh, just before, uh, previous to, prior to the last show. Um, and Jason Knight as well, this time moved into a more central role further forward. Um, cracking game. Absolutely cracking game, to be honest. Again, though, it was... You could tell it was a it was a it was a squad that had had a mixture of abilities, a mixture of ages, a bit of a younger squad because we just didn't quite seem to sort of gel, especially in the first half. I felt I know we got we got the own goal, um, and you have to give you know people. Some people go, "Oh, why are we giving Fozzie a new contract?" Fozzie showed exactly what he does, and he puts good balls into the box. And you know, ball came into the box. Dobbin sort of missed it, and it came off. Uh, I think it was Hewitt or something. Uh, Hewitt uh, own goal. And you're thinking, right, okay, we've got 1-0. But again, it happened again, again, the same as Charlton. We didn't come out at all in that second half. You know, Nigel Clough, obviously Mansfield manager, got them to come out and, and press us hard, play a, a bit of higher tempo and try and match us. And, you know, we struggled to cope and they created chances. And you just felt in that first 10 minutes or so of that second half that they were going to, if they got a goal, it's going to be an interesting sort of end to the game. Um, however, the changes were run. You know, uh, we brought on Mendes, Lang, Barkhausen, and, and Collins, uh, and then they and they changed the game. And you know, they they they're our senior pros. They're the ones we want to count on. And they changed the changed the game. And obviously, Mendes Lang did his magic as he does down that right hand side. Then had the lovely ball in a floated ball into Barkhausen at the back back post just to to head home for two one and. Yeah, and I think we, we survived a couple of scrapes. Uh, Collins again, he thought I thought that was his moment. Clean through and he gets wiped out, edge of the box. Um, and then his free kick is low and odd and produces a good save from the keeper. And he's just like, oh, is he going to get his goal? But yeah, I mean, what did you make of that run out against Mansfield? I think it was a good test, to be honest, because I know they're obviously League Two, but you're going to get teams that play like Mansfield that are going to scrap, that you're going to kick by, uh, seven bells out of your game. I think it was a good test. I, I generally do. You know, Nigel Clough, he he, he he likes to put out a good team against Derby. He likes to beat Derby, you know, and he, he that would have been in his head. He wants to beat Derby. It doesn't bother him. I wonder if he got a lift to the game. <laughs> he, he, still, he still lives in Derby, doesn't he? That's true, so, yeah. Um, um, I like going to Mansfield. It's one of my favourite grounds. Um, I know it sounds really daft, but I always enjoy the banter there. And uh, I always find it amusing when there's a, a spatter of Forest fans think it's highly amusing uh, with a flag and they think that they're, uh, they're giving us jip by three or four of them just completely drunk holding a Forest bag in the Mansfield. Embarrassing, end. isn't it? It really yeah. is embarrassing. I th- what they don't realise, the locals hate them as much as we do. So I hope they got a good, <laughs> you know, not that I promote violence, but I hope that uh, the locals had a word with them after. Um, it was a good test. They're a team, remember, that uh, they vied in the playoffs, didn't they? They're in the semi-finals of the playoffs last year. Yeah. Um, Nigel always has a well-organised team. And they're, they're, they're very they're very robust, I always say, Nigel club teams. What you see is what you get. It's, a, it's very strong, very direct football. But um, I was quite surprised how many changes he made, to be honest. I thought it had been a good opportunity. Yes, I understand that he's got to be careful of the way he manages the squad at the moment. Although we do unofficially have 20 players on the first team squad, if you look at uh, the website, but 
you know, you can question whether you can include yeah. the academy lads in that. Um, I would have thought that there would have been a few less and they would have probably give the first team a bit more time, but it went well for us. The right decision was made by Liam. I thought it wasn't an own goal. I'm still convinced it's, it's uh, Jason Knights. <laughs> I'm still, and Barks is, Sean Barks is convinced it's not an own goal as well. If you watch it closely, yeah. and this will cause debate all night, I'm hoping, I'm convinced it's Knights. I don't know. I've watched it back several times and I still can't see it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the interesting thing is that both goals come from the come from really good width, really good crosses. Mm. And if that's the style of play that Liam is putting through the squad and the ideas, oh, all for it. Because those were impossible to to defend. And if we get three or four of them again into the box, we're going to be dangerous. Because yeah. the, the positioning for the finishing was superb. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, a hard win, a good win, a deserved win. Brings up an interesting scenario. West Brom at home. What kind of what kind of teams you play? Because they're going to bring a couple of thousand. It's another good challenge against a, a, a club that will I expect to be wanting to challenge yeah. in the championship to get back in the prem. You know, I personally would would take them on with full guns a blazing. Yeah, I think you have to. I agree. I mean, to be honest, it was quite an underwhelming. Um, tie, but it is where it is. You know, we we can't have the glamorous. You know, we can't have you know the Uniteds and, and and the Chelseas and whatnot all the time, can we? Let's be honest. Everton would have been nice though. Let's be honest. I, you know, I would I would have liked to see the reaction of Frank Lampard returned to Prior Park. That would have been a that have been yeah. I think it would have been an interesting tie. But yeah, we can't always have that. You know, and it's a shame really. But if it, it depends, you know, what's Liam looking to do? Does he want a bit of a cup run, you know? And, and I think we'll find out if he does, you know, as you said, uh, maybe make a couple of changes, but not wholesale changes like he did against Mansfield. I don't understand why he did it against Mansfield. You've got to get those fringe players some minutes. Um, you know, you, them, them, you've got to give them a chance to prove themselves. And players like Louis Sibley, who me and you were convinced after pre-season that, you know, he wasn't going to feature much this season. But because I don't, you know, neither of us thought he had a great pre-season. But he, no. you know, he, he worked his he's worked hard since coming, yeah. you know, since all the appearances on the benches. And Liam, said, you know, said right, here, take your chance now, and he did. I thought he was a, had a very good game. And obviously, I mentioned it there as well, uh, Jake Rooney. Um, you know, he's only what twenty, is it? Something yeah. like that. And he very composed for a twenty-year-old, ball at his feet. And you know, we move on to today to Barnsley, and he's he's on the bench. And you're thinking. Okay, that, that's a good step. And and I think the, the, the fact that we have dropped down to League One means now that some of these younger academy players are going to get more of an opportunity because the standard isn't as high as the championship. So there will be teams out there in, in League One that you could go, you know what, yeah, do you, I'm going to give him a go. I'm going to let this guy, you know, I'm going to see how he does in, in this league because that's how they gain the experience. So we will move on to data. 2-1 against Barnsley. I thought this was going to be a tough test. I don't know why. Obviously, they came down last season. We had a couple of... Did we, I can't remember what we did last Did we lose last season or draw against them last season? Beat them 2-0, didn't we? Didn't uh, Ravel got two goals? Uh, yes, it was, yeah. It, I can't remember Danny what I was thinking of. I think it was the away fixture where we should have won and we didn't. They they beat us at Pride Park in pre... 
Was it during COVID? Uh, let's have a look. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the bit that I was thinking the away like last season, they beat us okay. away. Um, I think Baldock gave us the lead. If I remember rightly, then we 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 blew the lead and lost. Yeah, they they had that awful Ishmael style football, didn't they? That got him the job at West, West Brom, and then then he got sacked, and no one I don't know where he's now is. And it was the worst football I've ever seen. Um, yeah. How, how on earth? Well, look where it got them eventually. That's all I'll say. Yeah, exactly. I mean. Obviously, Barnsley started off with a loss against uh, Plymouth, I believe it was. Uh, then they beat Cheltenham. Um, and then they beat Middlesbrough in the Cup. So you're thinking, right, they've just had two wins on the bounce, albeit only one nils. You know, as, as we said before, winning breeds confidence. Winning breeds winning. Um, so I thought it was going to be a bit of a tough test. And obviously watching... We mentioned obviously Sibley there. Sibley earned his, earned his way to starting lineup um, to make way for Corey Smith, which I found. I always thought thought he was going to be the player that was going to be sacrificed. To be honest, I, I always thought if anybody's going to come in, if it, whether it be Dobbin, because I thought he may have done enough to start today, um, or whether it be Sibley, I always thought Corey Smith was going to be that player that that dropped out because you know you look at Collins, no, you you can't drop him. You look at Barkhausen, Horahan, Bird. Mendes Lang, you can't drop them. You know, they have to start for us. Um, so, yeah, I always thought Smith was going to be the one that was sacrificed. And obviously, Louis, Louis came in, thought he did a job. Um, first half, though, I think we've played some really good football. Um, you know, and you, you can see you can see the style of play we want. You know, we don't want long balls. We want to keep the ball at our feet, get it down to the wings, utilise the crosses um, that we can. And we said it before, obviously just said it about not scoring from set pieces. We actually scored from a set piece today. Unbelievably so. Great ball from uh, Horihan. It, it, was, it, was, it, was like, it was like a Nathan Byrne corner where he stuck it under the ball, weren't it? But um, yeah, a bit, bit of a dodgy, dodgy defending. And um, I'm, I'm going to give Stearman there because I think he gave McCarthy a little nudge. It's a little nudge in the back as he edited it. And it, yeah, headed it to his own net. But you take him, don't you? We, you know, we, we've scored from a corner. It's a, it's a rarity these days. Um, and then obviously um, Mendes Lang's goal that's what we're talking about that's the football I think that we're going to be seeing a lot of you know we go wide again to Barkhausen now I looked when he got the ball and I saw Collins running into the box and I saw Mendes Lang just hovering back I thought why is he not getting in the box boy was I wrong because he was free Collins took three four defenders with him left Mendes Lang on his own and he, he had all the time in the world to pick his spot and boy, did he pick it. Some shot that was. There was barely any bat lift on that. He just hit it like a rocket, bottom corner. Two and I thought, and I, I felt that was it. That's game over. They're done. They'll fold. Second half will be a breeze. Boy, was I wrong. Because I think, again, it's a game of two halves. You know, we just don't seem to come out for the second half. They... Up their intensity, up their press, played a few, played a lot more long balls over the top, and we struggled to deal with. You know, fair enough. Their goal was it was a deflection, a big, big deflection of Richard Stearman, but it, I did feel it was coming. Um, and then I think we were under pressure then for the last 15, 20 minutes of the game, but I think I think we dealt with it very well. Aaron Cashin, unreal, another player that um, you know. There was concerns about how preseason didn't have the best, but he's stepped up. No Davis today, Stearman coming due to injury. 
So he was partnering uh, Richard Stearman. But I think Kasia was unbelievable today, especially in that second half. He was an absolute man mountain, headed everything, cleared everything, kicked everyone. And again, Barnsley, another team today that I felt all they wanted to do was kick us around the park a bit. There was a lot of little niggly off-the-ball fouls going in, little late challenges that ref picked up sometimes, didn't pick up sometimes. And I think today's summary would be three points, but it was an ugly three points. But when you want promotion, which is what Liam wants, those are the three points that all of a sudden at the end of the season become the important ones. And I think those are the ones that we've failed to get over the last couple of seasons. I thought it was a game that, again, relied heavily on a moment. And I think the moment was James Collins' miss. Mm, yeah. Um, I think if that would have gone in, I think you would have seen probably McGoldrick come on. You probably would have seen um, a couple of other rotations, substitutions come on, and, and, and just sort of tie up and relax. Um, again, the movement, though, to get that, the opportunities um, was wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Um, going on the first goal, Steers, you know, if how would earth he's claiming that? Do you know what? If he gets that, obviously, I, you know, <laughs> the fact that he's celebrating and everyone's jumping on him and they're sort of saying, well done to He's, he's not even in, he's not even within two yards of it. It's hilarious. It was it was quite funny though, to be honest, because obviously I, I was funny. I was sat in the south stand and we just obviously saw the ball come in and the next minute's in the back of the net and we're going, it's no goal in it, surely. Steers comes across celebrating, but then he points to Corey Hanneman, didn't touch it. And yeah. he, he just he, he gested it and said I didn't touch it. So it was like fair enough, but obviously we'll take it. But I, you, you've got to to get those opportunities, you've got to appreciate the ball in. Um, and I think there was a, the, the, the odd thing was, I felt today that there was a lot of balls that went into that back post area. And I'd expect Stearman to sort of put his head on it. And he, yeah. he didn't. He sort of thought, no, I'll let it go out for another corner or, or, you know, or let it go out for, you know. I felt there was times that maybe he could have attacked. He just, whether it was, let's be honest today, I think, I think the heat played a massive part today. Obviously, 33 degrees today. Um, they, they had the drinks break obviously after about 25 minutes and 67 minutes I think it was I still the way we play the, the way that Liam wants us to play the high the high pace high intensity football you touched you said it you said it at the start it showed that the, the fitness levels aren't there yet to do that for 90 minutes and you could see it in the players yeah. there was hands on knees there was deep breaths going in there was lying on the floor yeah, hundred uh, um, percent. One one thing that I found interesting. Um, did you spot the tactic that Barnes did? Uh, they made Derby shoot to the south stand first yes. half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did switch. They obviously what, won the toss. Mm, and... Yeah, that's that was quite interesting to me mm. because I thought Derby shooting second half up to the north stand were nowhere near as on it and again it could be pure uh coincidence but it it was almost like having a second half south stand shooting performance in the first half um i thought the second goal was was superb i love Fuhan's movement yeah yeah i just love his movement i just i also love the way they set up him allowing him a yard space 
to whip a ball in, mm. you know, down the side, pull the full back down to the byline, quickly whip it back to the edge of the 18-yard box. So you've got that perfect angle. Um, Mendes Lang drops off five yards. Collins should get the assist for that run to take yeah, the yeah. defenders away. It's a fantastic run. And again, it's movement off the ball that he won't get appreciated for. It'll all be about when is he going to score. But actually, his movement creates the goal. Um, yeah. And also, he's a, he's a pain in the backside on corners as well, mm. if you watch. You know, he must be a hell of a handful to deal with. Um, I like him. And Mendes Lang, it's a great finish. I thought Mendes Lang had a quiet game, to be honest. He got, he got uh, man of the match over yeah, the, you over can, the you can, Yeah, but you can tell the sponsors don't watch the games. They're too busy in the... Uh... In the lounge, having a few berries and some food. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not going to speak out of turn, but whoever named, I like Nathaniel. He was a great goal, but whoever named Nathaniel Mendes Langer's man of the match over Aaron Cashin, yeah. obviously had too many Shanders. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I don't. But, I'm know, not quite I, sure on that one. Yeah, when when Matt McGibbon, uh, you could tell in his voice even when he read it out. He thought, Mendes Lang. Yeah. Um. And I'm hoping that Nathaniel gave Erin the uh, the prize, whatever he gets for it, uh, mm. at the end of the game. Erin Cashin was phenomenal. Um, those kind of performances always worry me when its transfer window is about to shut. Because when you see a young 20-year-old uh, centre-half absolutely beasting a game like that, mm. and you're looking at your squad and you've had a couple of early defeats or things aren't quite going your way in, in, in the back four and all of a sudden you're scouting a, a quick alternative and you see a performance like that, you know, you need to you've hide got, him in, You've got Harry Maguire as centre-back. Yeah, you need to hide Aaron Cashin in a, in a cupboard until yeah, September the 1st. I, I agree. Um, there's, a, there's a few people that have said that to me to, today already. It's uh, it, it's, one of, it's one of those performances where as much as I loved it, and I did love it, um, I just thought to myself, I really, really, you know, could you have that performance every week? Don't get me wrong, but can we add it, have it from September especially? Yeah, can, can we can we fake an injury or something yeah, like that? Just yeah. to, but... Can we have a 7 out of 10, Erin? Just, yeah, let's yeah. let's keep the ball out of the net, but let's not have a 10 out of 10. Not not this close to transfer deadline, mate. Yeah, he was, no. he was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. The amount of blocks and tackles he put in last minute and all that sort of stuff, he yeah. was... And it is. I mean, the only, the only, the only thing I can sort of be grateful for is that he signed a two-year deal. Um, his price tag will be through the roof. We can charge what we want at the minute. Doesn't matter. They're in League One club. If someone goes, I'll have him off you ten million. No, I want more. You know what? He, he's the kind of player that a lot of clubs like to do deals for a couple of youngsters. Mm. And when you look at Jason Knight, and when you look at Aaron Cashin. And you see the fitness they've got, the form they've got, the international potential they've got. Mm. And you you could easily go in there and tempt Derby with a with a sum of cash. Mm. You know, I don't think he'll go. I'm still I'm still not convinced about Jason Knight. I think Jason will still be a target for somebody in the last 24 hours of the market. Um the other person I was quite impressed with there was Steers. I thought Steers played well. Um I didn't. Didn't you really? I thought he was okay. I thought, I, he thought, I thought he had a few shaky moments. I think, do you know, like, um, I need game time moments. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think Hayden Roberts 
doesn't stay in shape. No, he doesn't. He's well, but he's young, isn't he? And he's a centre back that's playing left back. Um, that's what happens. He comes inside, yeah, squeezes into the middle, mm. and all of a sudden you've got three very you've got a narrow back four. Yeah, and and I think that Stearman and Cashin need their own channels to look mm. after, and I think Hayden. As good as a player, no doubt he'll be, confuse them. I always, personally, I like Fozzie. If, if, if you've got a fit Fozzie, I, I personally would have him in the team every week. Um, but that, in, in, especially in this league. I mean, we, he did bring him on, didn't he, about five, five, ten minutes to go, and it, just to shore up the back a little bit. And it did work. Um, went to a back three, didn't Went it? to a back three or back five, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, it, it did work putting Fozzie in there. You know, he's another player that he'll win you, he'll, he'll win your headers. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, I noticed it as well with Knighty and Mendes Lang defensively. They seem to struggle of who was marking who today, who was taking who. It, it just didn't seem like they're on the same wavelength. Again, I, whether it's the heat that was playing a part, possibly. Um, you know, I think I think there was a lot of. Like I say, the performance wasn't great. It was sloppy in uh, you know, especially the second half. Well, we but, only we only we only made two substitutions, didn't we? If I if I remember rightly, um, yeah, we brought Corey Smith on for Sibley um, and Bozzy for Tom. Yeah, um, and they, Dobbin Dobbin came on as well. Oh, of course, tell her, yeah, we did three, didn't we? Three, yeah, um, five though, haven't we this season? Yeah, I, I, think I thought Barnes had used their all their five, didn't they? Yeah, and their bench was really strong. I was really impressed with the guys that came on. Um, they were a handful. I like Norwood. Always have liked Norwood. Is it is a is a is an annoying player, you know? Yeah. But yeah. I, I like him. I think he's a good signing for them. I think people underestimate how decent Barnsley are. They mm. they should have. Let's be honest. Um, they should have got a draw today. Yeah, yeah. They we we got away with that one. And do you know what? Bear in mind that we took nothing away from the Valley. I think we deserve that three points simply on the fact that our performance from Charlton came away with nothing. So yeah. it, it, it balances itself out throughout the season. Um, they, The nice thing is, is that we're still not playing anywhere near to our potential no. or our first team 11. Bear in mind, Chester, McGoldrick, still haven't come into the fray yet. And we're we're six points out of nine, mm. and um, you know, I think that we should all be quite pleased with that. In fact, we should be very pleased with that. And um, you know, roll on Tuesday when we go to the mighty Shrewsbury, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think that the the other good thing is that we came off the pitch with no injuries. So that's you know, yeah, so it's what you games, want in it. Yeah, four games quite quickly within each other within sort of two weeks and yes okay McGoldrick and Chester are in uh just rehabilitation although McGoldrick's back in the in the frame. Yeah. Those injuries didn't occur whilst playing in an actual league game. So yeah. we're coming off the pitch at the moment, touch wood, um fighting fit. So yeah, nothing but positive. It's I think Liam's doing a great job. I really do. He's he's not he's not stretching the team. I think he knew he had to go compact when yeah. when when Barnsley were on top of us, he looked at the bench and and, and let's be completely honest. Um I think the switch with Corey um 
was a defensive switch. I think he was going to try and hold out on a 2-0. It didn't quite work. They scored, I think, pretty quickly after it. Um, so that might be a tactic that he, he got wrong. But ultimately, it worked. Yeah. Ultimately, we're held out. We are going to have games like that, especially away from home, especially throughout winter, where you go to the smaller clubs who are just going to pile on the pressure, pile on, because they were playing as, as dominant as Barnsley were for that last 15, 20 minutes. Mm. Football wasn't great. No. Being dominant. It was just very direct. And, yeah. and, and once you start getting balls into the box, you naturally go deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah, that, them off. that was it. We we tried to, that, that's all we seemed to do after that. They started playing long balls. We started playing long balls and it just, it just became a bit of a game of pinball. It wasn't the prettiest to watch, but no. it got the job done. But another player as well, actually, I thought really showed what it was about there was Tom Barkhazen. He was very quiet against Oxford, I felt. Didn't really get into the game. Charlton again, bitten in, you know, Sort of bit in and out of it a little bit. Obviously, Mansfield he got his goal after you know um, coming on you know for the last twenty minutes or so. Today, I thought him and Horihan were telepathic. They knew exactly where each other was going to be. Some of the balls, and I didn't realize how quick he was neither. He had he had he, <laughs> normally you look at your wing and you go yeah we'll give it to Mendes Lang, and you know he's got the pace. But actually, Barkhazen today, you know he. It was it wasn't him that got the assist. It was, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Oh, yes, yeah, for the second goal. Yeah, he got the assist for the second. Um, but he was he was brilliant. You know, he was always looking to get balls into box to try and find Collins. I think that's one thing we we lacked today was getting numbers in the box. You know, if we had one, if we if we were getting down the wing, we seemed to only have Collins to aim at. Where you want obviously Sibley in there as well, and you know Horihan and Mendes Lang. They just weren't there today. But yeah, Barkhazen to me, I think, had the game ended at the first half, he would have been man of the match because I, thought, I felt he was absolutely brilliant today. Um, he, he had their full back on toast. Um, so yeah, another another good performance and we can only hope that they, they continue to, to grow and to move on and, and we get better and better and better at it. It was interesting you mentioned Corey Smith there because uh, in Liam's uh, post-match interview on Radio Derby, he said he had a decision to make. He's got arguably one of the best midfielders sat on the bench, and he had to bring on and he had to start Sibley instead. But that's what he wants. He wants that competition for places. You know, he wants players here that aren't going to sulk if they're on the bench. They're going to come on and they're going to do a job. To give the credit that he did to Corey Smith, to saying he's arguably one of the best sentiments in the in the league is some statement from him, don't you think? Yeah, I think Louis Sibley, let's talk about Louis. Louis is got to be quite careful because he's gonna be labelled an impact player. Yeah. If he if he's we need he needs to get more consistent. Mm. And at the moment he's had the opportunity to start a game again and he's only lasted sixty odd minutes. Um, I think it was only 50, I'll 59 have a minutes, I think it was. 59 minutes, yeah. Um, and that sort of says everything that you need, need to know about um, his career in general. Yeah. You know, yet when he comes on 
if he came on at 59 minutes, mm. we're, we're talking nothing but Louis Sibley. Yeah. About the impact it brings onto the game. He's he's going to be tight cast if he's not careful into an impact super sub. And that must be very, very frustrating for him and for Liam. I think, I think Corey Smith. Just, um, just before you go to Corey, just obviously you've done as a coach, whether it be, I've said it, basketball or football. As a coach, football. if you've got a player like Sibley that you can rely on him to come on and make an impact, but you start him and he's, he's, he's a different player. Is that, is that a mentality thing? Is that a fitness thing? What, what is that? A great example. Um, when I was coaching in the women's academy, there was a, 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 a great girl who played up front for us. And when we saw that the opposition, back four, were starting to get tired and, and, and bullied, we'd always put her on because she was strong, she was direct, she was quick, and she was physical. Yeah. And and she would get she would bag a brace of goals every game with sort of in the last third of the game. Mm. And and she didn't mind that. She didn't mind that. She she knew she was far better. Um regarding Louis, I think it's mental. Yeah. I think it's mental. I think clearly he is working himself up on the bench, raring to go, ready to go. I think he's calculating the game. I think he's watching the game well from the bench. He's seeing where the space and opportunity is for him to put a uh, put his his type of play into the game and, and change it. So I think when he goes on, he's better prepared. I'm not sure whether he goes on to a pitch at the start of a game and mentally he's not prepared for where he needs to be. Or is he the kind of player that needs to be playing against players who are starting to wear out throughout the game. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you do get coaches, you do get coaches in football who utilise uh, their strength on the bench by looking at the weaknesses of the opposition, absolutely. But um, it's a really good question. And it's probably, you know, it's a shame that we we, we couldn't get someone like, you know, Liam Senior on, on onto the podcast or someone far more experienced than me in coaching because I honestly believe it's a mental thing. Yeah, yeah. Some players just won't start. Don't want to start. I've had it. I've had it for years. You see, they they mentally prepare themselves to come on when they're ready. Yeah. And yeah. And, and so and some people thrive from that, and you can't fault them for that. You know, if they feel that they need um, a half to prepare and watch the game and see where they can strengthen the game and put their stamp on the game, and it benefits their team, then so be it. Yeah, you know, there's been there's been many teams. Look at Solskjaer. There's been many teams sure. throughout the year who have used that type of player to to impact a game at the right time. But it's a great question, Simon, and I'd love to find out what Louis thinks it possibly is. Going mm. back to Corey Smith, um, I think he came into the building at quite a hype. He came in quite uh, when we had the signings every other day, and then he appeared. I think he's clearly still not fit yeah. personally I, I don't think he's 100% fit mm. I think his sharpness I think today especially there's some things that when he, he lost the ball far too easily yeah, yeah. Um, you sort of felt like yeah there was times where he was sort of dawdling on the ball yeah I, I mean uh, watch there was, there was a couple of occasions where I thought is he looking to uh, we I think we defended a corner or a long ball or a free kick or something and he got it 
And rather than just bang it out, he was looking for a pass. So either he's looking for what Liam's saying and keep hold of the ball, or as you say, because another couple of times, he'd just be dallying on the ball. Whereas, you know, and it, so yeah, it, mental sharpness, like I say, is, is he fit? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's tough one. I, I think it's sharpness. But again, it, it could come back down to the conversation of what we've just had regarding Louis. Corey Smith may struggle to come off the bench. He yeah. may not he may not be able to mentally be strong to come onto a onto a pitch after being sat on the bench. He might feel he started the previous two league games, he's unfortunately end up on the bench. And sometimes it's difficult to to get yourself motivated. And also at the time, um Barnsley were really starting to to push into the game. And Corey went in there. Um, he had to get up to the speed of the game quite quickly. And I think he struggled. Yeah, I think yeah. he struggled to get into the tempo of the game. Um, but it happens. And I don't think he had a particularly poor game. I just don't think it was uh, a great game. I think it was in that between six and six and a half out of ten yeah, yeah. category where you sort of forget about that game and you move on. But it just shows you that as good as our squad signings have been so far, we still need another midfielder. We still need... Yeah, I still think we need someone on the bench that has another dynamic. Yeah. Someone, because if you're looking for a Louis Sibley type of player to make an impact, that number 10 off the 10 or a false nine, because mm. Louis Sibley hasn't really got uh, a stereotypical place in the team, has he? In actual... Mm. He's very... Ver- yeah, being versatile isn't always a good thing sometimes. And, and I just wonder whether um, we need someone in there that when Louis isn't having a great game, you can put someone straight in who can be an attacking option. Because Corey Smith is not going to be your attacking midfielder. No. I mean, yeah, for me, obviously, this squad that we've got now, for me, gets playoffs, but it doesn't get promotion. Mm. I still think... Like you said, we need more bodies in there. Um, I just think with the length of the season, you get a knock to Horahan, Mendes Lang, Barkhausen, any one of them, and you're you're struggling. We but again, that could be solved though if you move Jason Knight into midfield. He, you know, he 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 played in midfield um, against Mansfield, and obviously showed us, you know, what we know he can do in midfield. You know, he was there, energetic, bossing around. You know, you know, he winning balls and everything like that. Again, not really creating much, but you know, he doesn't do that. He's that he's that ratter, as as, as people like to call them. Um, but speaking of transfers and transfer rumors, obviously that we had a big, big influx at the start of the season, which we needed. It's calmed down a little bit now. We've just draped him in. I think we've had, like I said, we've had Jake Rooney sign, um, which initially I believe was for the under-23s, but, you know, Liam, after the Mansfield game, was full of praise for him and he may have moved him into, obviously today, onto the bench, into the first team. So I think that was a bit unexpected. Uh, George Nunn has signed from Chelsea to the under-23s. Um, so it's not been... What? Why do you think it's unexpected regarding Rooney? That's what Liam said. He, I, 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 I think he thought he'd, you know, Jake Rooney would sign and he okay. wouldn't quite be ready for for first team yet. He'd want to get him settled in into the academy first. But you know, there's there's pedigree there, and let's be honest. You know, Wayne Rooney 
love him or hate him, you know, for, or whatever. He was as a player, world class. You know, and when you've got family that are world class, the likelihood is that they will produce, you know, and help you and give you. Because let's be honest, that the, the, no doubt Rooney's been. Wayne would have spoken to J, uh, Jake. Too many Rooney's going on here. Um, <laughs> previously, before before coming to coming here, you know. So I, I, but I think you know he's a decent he's a decent player in there. What does he offer? We don't know. You know, because I, I look, I was looking today actually thinking. I for someone like the like the like of Liam Thompson, you know, you you mentioned another midfielder. There's a midfielder there, but is he going to change a game for you? What you know to I me, and what what's he going to do? And you're shaking your head. Yeah, I, he's not going to change a game for you. He's a he's squad a player. He's a holding midfielder as well. Mm. I I just think that I think he's brought Rooney into the squad because I think if you look at the bench, you can play five substitutes now. They can have a bench of seven, I believe. Um, I think of that seven, I think it's an absolute must that you've got to have two, if not three, defenders on there because they're always more liable to get sent off or injured in the style of play in this league. Mm. Um, So to have Rooney on the bench as a backup centre-half and Fozzie made sense. But then you look at the backup midfielders. um, Let's look at the bench now from today. Um, bear one second. So yeah, so you, you got he had Dobbin on there, who's still really obviously he's got to settle down. He's a young kid. Um, we need to see him play in his out and out position. We we saw it briefly at Mansfield. I thought he did okay, but you know we we need to see him get up to speed quicker, which I think it'll take him two or three games. Mm. Um, and then you look at McGoldrick was obviously the game was too tense. I think he would have come on at 3-0. Yeah. I, 100%. I, yeah, I felt if the game was closed out, he'd, I, I think if, if, we'd, if we'd gone 3-0 up within the first 15 minutes, I think he would have given him half an hour. Yeah, I agree. Go and have and a run he, round, go get your legs stretched, you know, get yeah. some get you know, get, get some blood flowing. Yeah. You know, just, you know, you get your lungs working, basically. Um, so you, I, yeah, it would have been perfect for him. I agree. And then you look at Liam Thompson didn't come on. So if Liam Thompson didn't come on, what is his role on the bench? What mm. is he there for? Who is he covering? Mm. Um, because when you select a bench in whatever sport, whether it's football, I won't mention the sport you don't like me to mention, <laughs> you you have to have a bench that covers every role yeah. on the pitch. And obviously you've got Scott Loach. Uh, I thought, by the way, I thought Joe Wildsmith has been half decent, actually, this last game or two. You know, I, I, I'm not saying I'm, 100% convinced, but what I'm saying is that he hasn't done anything yet. Can't, can't been... fall him for the goal today correct. at all. He was, he was set for that. That shot was coming straight at him. He was down, set, ready to claim that, and he's just taken a nick off Stearman, and, it, and it's yeah. gone past him. No chance. Yeah, he did a couple of vice and saves, actually, in the first mm. half that were very good. Um, so if you look at that bench, really, um, I think, if we're honest, you'll probably see... Rui possibly stay on it, mm. and then Chester will come into the fray. McGoldrick will obviously go straight into the starting eleven. I don't know if he will. You know, really, I think he will. I think, I think. Who force? Who, who's he going there for? Well, there's the question. This is it, though. I mean, today I was looking at that team, watching us play in the first half, and I'm going, "This is a championship squad. 
It is, but going back to what we've just been talking about, about bench depth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, then if, if Goldrick has come to sit on the bench at Derby, which I don't think he has. Yeah, he obviously, he wouldn't have done that, yeah. Um, it's a good name to have on the bench, but I just think that realistically, um, I would like to see two more players that are challenging for the starting eleven rather than sitting on the bench. Yeah. And we hear that you saw today that we could have, you know, he only used three substitutions. He's got an option of five. He clearly didn't want to risk McGoldrick. He thought that Stearman and Cashin were doing enough mm. and he took he put Fozzie out there to to support that. Yeah. Um and then we had Corey Smith. Yeah. So I thought Barnsley, all of their substitutions, just looking at them now, because um, didn't they have, um, yeah, Andy Cole's lad, isn't it, Devante? Yes, it is. Yeah, Andrew yeah. Cole's lad. I thought he, I thought he was ample. Um, all four substitutions that came on, so you got Adore, Marsh, Cundy, and Cole, all had impact on the game. Yeah. Um, so. It'd be nice to have impact players to be able to not only survive an onslaught in the last 20 minutes, but to reverse that onslaught and quickly put it back on them. Because at no at no point in that game, probably due to fitness, like we said, did Derby look um, when they're under the cosh that they could turn it back on Barnsley. I mm. think there are the last 30 minutes, I think Liam accepted that, you know, here we are, we've got to stand firm. Yeah. Um, so I just think they need to look at his bench and go, right, we need to make this bench strong in the sense of if we're under the cosh, I don't want to defend it. I want to be able to counter-attack and, and, yeah. and fight fire with fire. So isn't it it'll be an interesting next week or two, you know, we're gonna go we're gonna move on to some discussions that may have been had. Yeah. But I think you'll see in the next week or two two or three more incomings. I wouldn't be surprised if you see a couple of outgoings as well. Mm. Yeah, I mean, obviously today, um, Alex Crook from TalkSport uh, tweeted, hearing West Ham keeper Joseph Anang is joining DCFC on loan. Spent the first part of the year at St. Patrick's Athletic and played in Europe for him. Never, I think I might have seen him play for their under-23s. Other than that, not a clue. I'm not, I've been at the game. I've not done any research on him as of yet. Um I guess we need three keepers, you know, and it, it allows, I suppose, Harrison folks to either play under 23s and stay with that or go out on loan and get some, get some first team experience. You know, that, it's, that, it's interesting. So. He's 22, isn't he? The, the lad from West Ham. Yes, yeah. he is. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I, is he going to be here to challenge? Because, or, or do we say that Wildsmith is now number one? He's wearing number got, one. Yeah, the next guy coming in is going to be a strong number two. Mm. Loach is going to go three and a coach. And then Fouts is going to stick to the 23s because if you remember, or 21s is the call now, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, if you remember last year at Derby, and I, I remember because I was, I was on the pitch side microphone for the 23s, I'm pretty sure they used two or three different goalies. Mm. Yeah, they, they did. Used, yeah, yeah. They used various goalies from the academy. It sounds to me as if they're not going to go down that route this year and they're going to have a fixed under 21 keeper. I think that's the right route to go because I, I, I think, agree. you know, we, I think you, you're just sort of halting the development if they're not playing week in, week out. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, then obviously the biggest 
one we've heard is a return for Martin Waghorn. Now, what's funny about this um, is, well, Rossini sort of said no, but then said, but we know things change in football. We had um, Lee Nichols from the Derby and Telegraph saying it's not true. Then we had the Daily Mail coming out saying it is true. They 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 said it, it's true and it could he could be in the starting lineup today if it's done if it was done obviously Friday. An interesting one. I obviously Waggy, you know, it was a mixed bag when he was here under Lampard. He started him out wide and he struggled. I felt he played a lot better when he was in the centre. Um, obviously his last season he didn't really feature much but it's, it's you know not last season sorry the season before didn't feature much but then obviously scored the important goals that kept us up for me he, I think he's a great character you know no doubt he's a great character a great person to have around the dressing room but I'd assume it'd probably only be alone as well but it, it, would, is he the sort of player that we need you know whether it's a play on the wing or whether it's a play up front is he someone that you'd be happy if, if we brought him back because it, it's one of them as well how many times does a player leave a club and then return and it works out for him with us I can only think of Tom Huddleston but there was a big big period between the time of leaving and the time of returning I, I could go I could show me age and say Bobby Davison oh, Nigel, Nigel Callahan. I could say Nigel Callahan. Mm. Um, I could say a couple more, but I'm not going to carry on reminding people how old I am. Let's uh, play Guess Chris's Age by which players <laughs> he knows. <laughs> um, he, was, he wasn't in the Coventry squad today, which, but he, he's, been, he's been there or thereabouts on the subs bench. He's one goal in 29 for them. Yeah, I'm going to say he scored one goal last season, and that was that, it. That's worrying. And he wasn't, I think he was banging in, what, was he nine goals in his last season for us? And then... Yeah. I then, think his, I think his well, Lampard, the Lampard season was his best scoring season for I can't remember. I think he hit double digits, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Waghorn is another guy who spent more time at Derby County than any other club in his career. Yeah. 129 um, games, or 123 yeah. games, something like that for us. He will, he's always fondly remembered for his, for his, uh, his crowd reactions in the Leeds game, mm. wasn't it? When you know he's he's, he's a cool hero. Yeah. yeah. The, the question you got to ask yourself is: Do you need a cool hero at the moment? Mm. Do you, do you, he's, he'll be a fan's favourite for all the right reasons. Yeah. He was a great character. He he gave everything when he played. Um, but do you really see him taking a position from someone else that we've currently have? Is he the actual? striker that we need because at the moment you could say we need a full striker because at the moment you've got Collins, Dobbin McGoldrick I think Stratton Stratton will go or he'll go to the under ones. Well he'll go to Tram, he's gone to Tram there hasn't he? Oh yeah of course he has he's gone to Carlisle he's gone to Carlisle yeah and who predicted that? Yeah you said yeah that was it I remember texting you now yeah, when I went, when it, when, yeah. It, when I when I seen the news about it, literally yeah. two days after you'd said he's on his yeah. way, I think you already knew. No, I got. I tell you what, I had three or four DMs at me saying I was absolutely off my rocker when I said that Stratton will be going out alone. <laughs> he's not. He's not ready. Have you replied? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I won't. I, I will never. 
I'll never stoop to the levels of. Uh, I'll never blow my own trumpet. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it's just common sense, son. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. You, you, you look at him. He's a great lad, is Jack, but he just isn't ready for this kind of football. He needs, he needs to understand what being smashed about by two brutes centre-halves week in, week out is all about, and then throw him in. Like going back to Waggy, he still lives in the area. I know that for a fact. He built a house, didn't he? Yeah, his wife is on the board of Marketing Derby. In fact, I think she's the uh, I think she's the boss of Marketing Derby, or one of the bosses of Marketing Derby. She's a great, she's a great person. She's a really nice lady. Um, they're very settled in the area. Um, he would be a fantastic character. And it might be the incentive he needs. The question is, is would does he drop in as a as a four four two and then who'd you take out of the team? Because people are gonna say Collins, but I like Collins. I'll fight I'll fight for Collins all day long already. What he's done for me, he may not have scored, but it, it will come. I, I personally think that Dobbin will come good. I also think that Barkhausen um it is is getting in the right place at the right time. You know, with the, I think Barkhausen he scored one in preseason. He scored one against Mansfield. Uh, and who else have we got? Mendes Langley already on the score sheet. Yeah. hands on the score sheet. Um, you know, do you think it will happen? I, you tell me. You, I, uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm looking. I'm looking at him, and obviously, he he made his name at Ipswich. You know, he got I think 16 goals in 44 games for Ipswich Town before yeah. we signed him. Before he came to Derby. Um, as I said, I thought he was better. Actually, I'm just looking at his stats, and I thought he scored more goals under uh, for us under the Lampard season. But actually, he didn't. Uh, he got 11 goals in total. However, when he played in the 1920 season, so that would be in Philip Koku. Yeah, Philip Koku's first season, wasn't it? He 12 league goals. Um, yeah, 12 league goals. So he got 12 goals in what 43 appearances. Yeah. But then, obviously, like I say. It, Different level, though, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, so would he suit League One? He knows what League One's all about, and he is somebody that can be kicked about because he's been yeah. there, done it, seen it all before. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see him. I would like him to play on his own up top. Uh, no, but no. I, I would, I would, I would love to see him play alongside Collins or alongside McGoldrick. Mm. Um, but I still want to see McGoldrick and Collins together. I, st- I, still I, I think, see... yeah, I, and I, I agree. I think. I think if Wagon was to come here, he would be to be someone that you bring off the bench. Let's not forget he's thirty-two now. Mm. Um, Something's clearly gone wrong. Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. And, and we and and Mark Robbins has also said today in his post-match interview that he was asked the same question. Yes, and he and denied he's, it as well. And although he denied it, he did say that things can change very quickly, mm. and which. Which tells you that he he Mark Robbins is going to deny it straight away because the news hasn't come out commentary first. Yeah, it's come out. It's come on the Derby side first, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. You always you always find the the team that has ownership of that player will always deny it straight away because they haven't leaked it. No. So it make it puts them on the back foot as if to say, no, our players don't want to leave our football club. We they don't leave on their terms. They leave on our terms. So it's interesting. Clearly, Liam mentioned last week and I noticed he didn't mention it at all today. I don't think he was asked, was he? No, which I was quite surprised that he wasn't asked. I've I've seen 
the interview on Ram TV, and I've also seen, or oh, sorry, also heard the interview on Radio Derby. Uh, and he wasn't asked by neither of them about who this individual was, who I'm pretty sure he said it then last week, it was pretty much done and dusted, and he was really, really excited. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. Yeah, that's my dad asked me that actually today. He said, Well, who's this guy that he's really excited about? Then surely it can't be Waggon, you know, and you're thinking, Yeah, he was very excited about somebody um but to be honest i'm I, i'd say no for waggy I, I just think now's not the right time you know what i mean i, I think if you're going to get a lone player it's got to be a young player not somebody that's experienced because i just are they going to be up for are they going to be up for that fight this 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 team liam wants playoffs at a minimum liam wants to bounce straight back most of the fans want to bounce in fact i think all of the fans really realistically want us to bounce straight back into the championship and liam's doing that by getting these players and this this for me has been one of our best recruiting seasons in a long time you can you can yeah you can say all the names the mounts the wilson's tomorrow and all that yeah it was great but they cost an arm and a leg and the you know the part of the reason why we are like we are that, that we are in League One essentially because poor recruitment because of how much they cost. We, you know we're trying to buy our way out of the championship. Now we're doing it sensibly. You know we've got to stick to a budget. We've got to stick to a business plan. Um, and Liam's doing that by bringing these players and he's attracting Conor Horihan. He's attracting Dave McGoldrick, but Tom Barkhausen, Mendes Lang. You know he's keeping players like Jason Knight here at the minute. Erin Cashinier here at the minute, who you like to say they were on freebies. They could have gone. Davis bringing someone in like here. He, again, he he had clubs sniffing around him, but he's he waited and waited and waited and waited to stay here. And he's building something in that dressing room. So I think you've got to recruit the right person and you've got to make and that's what Liam's doing. You know, he's he's recruiting those people that he knows that are here for the fight. They know what needs to go on. They know the the mess that Derby have been in and they know how we want to get out of it. The, is, the question the question you've got to ask yourself, Simon, is let's be honest. Hold on. Wagon Wagon came to Derby, chose Derby over Middlesbrough because we paid him more. That that that's fact. That's that's known fact. That came out in the court case. Yeah. So he came here for he came to Derby for money. Yeah. That that was it. We can't offer him that money anymore. No. Is he gonna take that pay drop? Well, he's settled in Derby, isn't he? Like we just mentioned, he's yeah. got his his wife is really well thought of in the in the city. Mm. He's now, you know, he's got children. He's a great character. Yeah, Derby. Yeah. Let's be honest, Derbyshire is in the middle of the country, and we've we've had this discussion yeah, yeah. on previous podcasts. And I also mentioned it um, midweek when we when we did the Five Live mm. uh, show. We said that you know a lot of these players have come to the heart of the country that has. A footballing city, and it's a nice place. Fundamentally, on the outskirts, it's a nice place to live. Um, well, I'll, I'll throw it back to you. Waghorn to me is a James Collins type player. I don't see any difference mm. between the two of them. So, to me, do you have two of the same player? And then you've got McDoll- McGoldrick, who hasn't got, say, a, he's a yard of pace short of those two. Yeah, and then two aren't the quickest. Let's be honest. But McGoldrick is a more skillful player than them two. He doesn't, although he can mix it up if he needs to. He, he likes to have a bit of space and and do wonders with his feet. And then you've got the likes of Dobbin, who is a young and up and coming aspiring striker. To to me, there is a there's room for a plan C there. Mm. 
I, I, or a plan D, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> no, it would be a plan C if you didn't bring in Waghorn. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I've always wanted to see at Derby an Ivan Tony. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the lad who's a Watkin, Ollie Watkins, mm. sort of. Uh, and don't, don't get me wrong; I'm not talking about the fact that they are now. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In the past, right? yeah. I'm talking about when both of those players were at Derby, more farm, having walking around, mm. walking around the place, mm-hmm. and we failed to get both of them. The yeah, Watkins, yeah. the Watkins one boils my blood. <laughs> you know, boils my blood terribly on the story and why he didn't sign, which we won't go there because, obviously. You know, in the world of football, you never know who's listening. Yeah. Um, but as someone like that who has got power and pace, mm. that 10 yard spurt, Tammy Abraham type player, we would Jack never... Marriott before yeah. it became a bit up his own arse. Well, yeah, but he was short. What I'm saying is, oh, it's just look... someone that's tall, but it's got, yeah, yeah. I get it, yeah, uh, yeah, strong, you... powerful, tall player, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can mix you it up at... a bit, yeah. If you look at Abraham, Watkin, mm. Tony. They were, not only were they all athletes, but they are they're, they're strong in the air. Yeah. They've just got that different leggy dimension about them mm. that, that gets them into goal scoring opportunities by pure brutal pace. Yeah, yeah. Yet you also know that they'll come in with they've got that extra. <laughs> I know it sounds really stupid. But they've got that. They've got longer legs. I know it sounds tough, but the no, amount no, of goals yeah, yeah. that Tony and Abraham's will have in but six yard boxes, the toes on the end of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I just feel we've never had that type of striker no. for a, for a long time. We we seem to have had Chris. If you look at Chrissy Martin, he was a he was a very similar style player to McGoldrick. Yeah, yeah. Skillful. Very classy on the like ball. One touch sort of stuff, wasn't he? Yeah, one touch stuff, but he never really had particular pace, did he? No. Um, Vyman is banging him in for Bristol City every week at the moment. Yeah, why on earth we let him go? He's just beyond me. Yeah, again, yeah because we played him on the wing. Yeah, and, it, and it's and and you just look at all these strikers who who always seem to come good away from the club or. People we've been linked to and never come in. So I'd just like to see out there, there'll be a non-league, lower league, perhaps an international lower league player from France or wherever will be out there. I'd love to see. I know we can't buy anybody, yeah, but yeah. I'd, lo- I'd love to see our scouting just widen a little bit. Yeah, yeah, out yeah. there, there's going to be somebody. And I just think that as much as I love Waggy and, you know, we all think he's a great guy. I just think we need a different criteria player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's um, yeah. Like I said, I think we are missing that. Like I said, that, that sort of different, different approach to style of player. We don't. I mean, James Collins is essentially Chris Martin, but with more pace. Yeah, yeah. They're um, all. They're... And, and to be honest, I'm not worried that that James Collins hasn't scored yet. You know, I, I, and I think I think us, you know, I think people, radios and whatnot, TVs, Karen, and you know, even even us on podcasts continue to talk about him not scoring. I, I just, who cares? He's not scored. He's the thing is, he's getting he's getting chances. He's just not taking them yet. Like All him. he needs like is him. to take a scruffy goal. Chris, you mentioned earlier, Chris Martin was the same. Struggled, played well, did everything right, couldn't find the net. Stevie Howard, Mate Vidra. Vidra went from nothing to all of a sudden a goal machine won the golden boot 
23, yeah. So it, they will come good. They just need that scruffy goal or something, you know. Like I say, had it doesn't. He's getting the chances, and we we we've got the players now that are giving our strikers chances, and I think that's oh. something that we've we've solely missed in the last few seasons. So I, I like ten games. Give, let's give him ten games. Maybe then we start talking. Yeah, I hundred percent. I like Collins and anyone who's damning him on Twitter. And I haven't been on Twitter yet this evening. I always have a quick ten or fifteen minute browse. And anyone who's saying that he's struggling, it, it needs to watch his game off off the ball because some of the runs and movement he does, and some of the um, defensive duties he does, I like him a lot. I think he's been an absolutely fantastic signing, and you know, long may it continue. Oh yeah, I mean, Ante has been on Tuesday. Uh, I think what they've done, they've they've, lost, they've drawn, lost, and won out in the big Wickham today. One, uh, one, and one. If I'm, if I think it, one, one, lost, one, drawn, one. Yeah, yeah, one, one, lost, one, drawn, one. Um, this, this, this will now be your proper, proper League One game, away from home, in a small ground. Um, with the, I don't know what the pitch is like there, but it probably will be nothing like the carpet that Pride Park is. This now is this. This for me would be the real test of can we play in League One, going to teams like Shrewsbury. Um, so I'm, I'm going in with with optimism after today. We're away from home. We got we we may have lost against Charlton, but we went to Mansfield. Yeah, League Two. Who cares? It's still away from home. So I think go Shrewsbury. Down on the northeast southwest coast, <laughs> down near Wales, isn't it? Near Wales, oh, they, isn't it? They it's near Wales. It's yeah. on the way to, to Wales. It's. Yeah, that 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 way. It's um... I've been there once, and that was because I was I took a train. I was supposed to take a train from Birmingham to Wales, but I I always say to people, if you want to find where Shrewsbury is, if you go through Stoke to get onto the M6, yeah, uh, you get to an island, and and there's two signs: one that says Manchester, one that says Shrewsbury, <laughs> and there's and there's two, and it sort of departs there. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they beat Wickham today away, mm. which was a hell of a. Uh, victory for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that picture will be okay, Sam. To be honest, it's it's early doors, isn't it? Yeah, true. Still it, summer. It's still summer. Um, I I would imagine that we sell out the away end if we haven't if we haven't already. I'll be absolutely gobsmacked because it's it's a really nice little ground actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know it's no longer called. It used to be called Gay Meadow many years ago. Um, I think it's called the Montgomery Waters Meadow. Right, I think is the 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 correct title of the stadium. Um, they they got back to back wins, so they'll be confident. They beat Carlisle in the cup. Yeah. Um, they lost at home to Accrington. Uh, Accrington they, just don't lose at home, though. Yeah, it's it's a strange one, isn't it? It's just shows you the league we're in, mate. Mm. And I think I think it's the first game. I'm actually quite. I know it sounds silly, but I'm with you. I'm quite excited about it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I love it. I, I love all this. I think it's. I think it's great. We played them in the cup, didn't we, a few years ago? Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I can't remember if it was the League Cup or the FA Cup. I think it was the League Cup we played them in. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a ground that unfortunately I'm not going on Tuesday. I've got other commitments, but I, I'll I'll certainly uh, try and see it in some capacity. Um, we did play them in the cup. I've just found it. It was the yeah, uh, it was the League Cup. Can you remember the score? Um, I don't know to be honest. We lost. Did we? Three two. Well, there you go. 
2011. We went 3-0 down after 37 minutes. There you go. Then Chris McGuire and uh, Theo Robinson pulled two, uh, pulled two back in the second half. But yeah, wow. we lost ultimately. Chris, see Theo Robinson. A Theo, if if the, although he's about 46 now, he's still playing. <laughs> I think last time I heard, I don't know where he is. He, he was at Bradford, I think he may have been. I don't know or whether well. He's only um, 33. Is he? Yeah, but he's at Bradford. Theo Robinson in his prime in 2011. If you put him in that team now, mm. there's your plan C. Ah, okay. That's, yeah, yeah. That, that's your type of player I'm on about. Someone who's got legs and pace and yeah, yeah. just, you know, going into the last 20 minutes of a game and you've got the over-the-top ball and we'll just, just burn away. Um, yeah, it's a game I'm really looking forward to, to be honest. It, it, it's what, What's their capacity there? It, it can't be much. It's, I can't imagine it being much more than 5,000, really. Yeah, it's... Um, I don't know. I don't know. I can get. I don't know where you can get stats or capacity. Let's have a look. <laughs> um, no, it, it doesn't say. But um, I think personally, I think we have to go for the win. I think we have to go with the attitude that we are, and the footballing side. Nine thousand eight hundred seventy-five is their capacity. It's what, sorry? It's just shy of 10,000. Okay, okay. Well, I'd imagine that they'll be near on that on Tuesday. Mm. Uh, although we were expecting heavy rain, if I remember rightly, Tuesday Thank Wednesday. goodness for that, is all I can yeah. say. But it could affect the game on Tuesday. Yes, very true. I think yeah. I, I think it's going to be one of them scrappy, scrappy games, 1-0 victory sort of thing. Mm. I just think it's going to, I, I, yeah, that could be the game that Collins, Collins scores. Bit of a mm. bit of a sliding in, sort of six yard scramble, get it in. Mm. Jobs are good in sort of games. That that's why I think it's gonna be picture Wigan. Can you remember uh, under the Koku here, Koku season? Um we were one nil down against Wigan, then Waggon scored speaking of Waggon, Waggon scored that right scrappy goal. I think it's gonna be that sort of that sort of game. That was that was Boxing That was that was the key moment of the season. That was Christmas, wasn't it? Yes. Um Boxing Day, if I remember rightly. Yes, something like that, yeah. That 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 I, changed the momentum in our season. I could tell you a quick story about that game. This is this is God's honest truth. Me and my brother went to that game and Wigan are quite famous for how many different types of pie they have. I think they have something like six fillings and something crazy and they're all made on site. Yeah, yeah. So me and my brother had a pie challenge and we had one of every single... <laughs> I've, never, I've never felt so poorly. I bet. A, a, a football game. When you have six pies at half time. Six. Yeah, yeah. We, it was ludicrous. It it's, was a good, ludicrous. it's a good job you're in shape, Chris. That's, that's all I can say. What, mate? It was ludicrous. I, I've never felt so rough at a football <laughs> match. Um, but you're right. You're right. It could be a scrappy 1 1. I think we'll win. I think we'll win 2 0. I Ooh. think that I think that the team, both teams have had tough games uh, today. Mm. I think that it's obviously who's got the deeper squad, who's got the best recovery. Obviously, losing Curtis, um, let's hope that it's not too long. And we definitely missed him today. Yeah, Liam didn't sound too concerned, to be honest. After, no, but... no. And McGoldrick, McGoldrick is another game gone better. Yeah. You know, I think I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the starting lineup mm. on Tuesday. Um, the, the big question will be. Will there be another signing in before then? Yeah. And going back to the good old Smith Sibley debate, who will start? Or will he go to will he go something different? Yeah, that's a good will point. He go Do- 
Will he go Dobbin? <laughs> and just finally, Chris, before we leave. Yeah. Do we give Liam Rossini the job yet? Or do we wait 10, 15 games? Um, well, I, I said we had, we had the um, pleasure of being invited on Five Live this week. And we said that um, we think that Liam will have a 10-game. To me, I think he's on a 10-game trial. Yeah. And I think he's already justified that. I don't think there's any concern to worry about it. I, I said that he'll be manager of Derby County uh, by the end of September, I think 10th game. Um, he's clearly got a system. I like the system he plays. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think, Simon? I, I think, yeah, he he's ready for the I think he's ready for this. You, I, I love listening to his post-match interviews, his pre-match interviews. He is the most enthusiastic guy Ever. He, he just, you can tell he's really enjoying this and this is where he wants to be and what he wants to do. He's, you know what I mean? He, he literally, this is like he's living his dream. It, oh, absolutely. And, you know, he's he's delighted to be here, obviously. Have you, did you play Delighted Bingo today? Oh, mate, I, I can't believe it, right? Someone, um, it was just before the full-time whistle. Well, I, 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 obviously, it's not you that's noticed this, but it was, it was someone obviously sat behind me. I heard him go, well, I wonder if he's going to say he's delighted about the performance today because he's always delighted. Everything's delighted with Liam. And I was like, oh, someone else has noticed it as well, not just Chris. But yeah, I can't stop picking that up now every time I hear the word delighted. I just think of you, mate, to be honest. It's like, oh. Did, he, he said, I'm sure he said it 11 times in one interview. And I'm fair play to him. I'd rather have him delighted than infuriated. Yeah, very like, true. Let, let, let's keep him delighted. It, it, he's almost as bad as Keir is like you say. Yeah, like you say. Yeah, like you say. Yeah, like you say. Well, the other one, can you remember Pesca Salido? Do yeah. you remember what his favourite word was? No. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. 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 <laughs> Every question he was asked, it would always start with, absolutely. Um, <laughs> is, that, is that your attempt at a Canadian accent? Though? That's my Canadian accent. That's so, a poor. We're, um, we're, finishing the, we're finishing the show on a shocker of a Canadian accent. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, just just going back to one thing that you said at the start of the show, Simon, before we, we finish tonight. Um, I had the pleasure of going to watch the Derby County women's under-15s today against Northampton Town this morning in a pre-season friendly. And they are in the Junior Premier League this year coming up, which is a great achievement for, for the girls to get there. Um, I thought it'd be nice that we could follow up from the Sam Griffith interview, because you're right, I had so much positive feedback coming from both sides, actually, from both Northampton and from the Derby County parents and fans saying that it was a fantastic insight into what uh, Sam does at the football club. And obviously, no doubt, we'll have her on again. And uh, the girls are absolutely up for definitely coming on the show and uh, having a little special with some talented under-15 Derby County women's players pre-season. I think that'd be a great thing to sort of promote because we are quickly becoming the platform for promoting local uh, Derby County women's football. And, well, and- I saw today that actually one, the, obviously uh, Derby County ladies have got a pre-season coming up tomorrow um, uh, at, at the Donnaymott Arena against, uh, Char- oh, I can't remember what it was. I did only briefly look quickly before I came on, it was against Charlton tomorrow, I think it is, Charlton ladies. And Derby County official site actually, they liked it, so it's a start. They may have retweeted it and I've not seen, but it is a start, and it, like like Sam said on our last on our show with a that that's that's all she needs. That is, 
is the is the men's club just to acknowledge them, yeah. you know, and 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 help promote them because at the end of the day, they're going to get a lot more views from the men from from the men's uh, Twitter account just by yeah. them retweeting, and that's yeah. all they want. Yeah. So if we can get those, we'll get those girls on in a couple of weeks' time, which will be, I think, really good. Um, yes, I've coached them previously, so I know their characters, but they're 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 really looking forward to come on the show, Simon, and they really enjoyed the fact that. You managed to get Sam on the show, and I, I thought that was a great coup for you to get get Sam on. And um, it's clearly um, a positive that uh, it's but we're but you know you go somewhere to watch a, a football match at a local park, and people are saying straight away what a great show it was. So you know, want to congratulate you on getting Sam on board, and, and long may it continue. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. So yeah, and a positive there, and women's as well. Um, so yeah, that's the show, guys. I think we've covered pretty much everything in the week. That's it now, though. Now it's literally we're into that stage now, isn't it? Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. I'm not doing two a week. I haven't got the time. As much as I would love to, as much as I would absolutely love to, it is. Yeah, certain podcasts out there, and I'm not saying which ones say that they do a monthly show yet. They seem to release a show every week, which which I I always find funny. They're called called something and then release something every week. But yeah, I'm the same. I think sometimes you can you can have too too much of a good thing. So. I look forward to when we chat again, matey, and uh, there'll be a couple more games uh, gone, and hopefully there'll be two W's on the board. Well, yes, that is it. What Shrewsbury choosing and Fleetwood, Fleetwood away, two two tough away games now. Yeah. Up, so hopefully well, ne- next weekend we'll be able to discuss two wins. That would be that would be nice. And uh, yeah, you just know for a fact that Fleetwood is going to be just black. It's just Blackpool living just down the road. Yeah. Let's be honest. It, it's yeah. I, I won't. You know for a fact that Derby fans are absolutely begging people if they've got any spare tickets for Fleetwood because it's it's a great trip away, isn't it? Mm. I've got the whole house to myself that weekend as well. <laughs> because my, my overarching kids are... Uh, uh, well, yeah. I think they are. I'm pretty sure they're going away um, yeah. to, to, to Skaggy with, uh, yeah. with me and Lord, So, uh, Well, I'm trying to get to Fleetwood. Um, I have got an opportunity to get a ticket, so uh, we'll see. As long as my other commitments... Don't get in the way, and I won't say the sport. Um, you can. Yeah, I'll be You've only made, you mentioned it at the start. You might as well mention it at the freaking end. You might no, as well. It's fine. No, no, no. You don't like it. You cringe. <laughs> hey, I, I watched Space Jam the other day and thought of you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will get you to a Derby Trailblazers game at some point this season, and I'll also get you to a an academy game and a National League game where a referee, and you can take the PRWS Army. All you want them, my friend. I'll come and interview after me. Like... <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Magic, magic. Brilliant, Chris. Thank you very much for your time as usual. And thank you to you guys, as always, for subscribing, listening, liking, and sharing. Um, hope you do the same with this one. And as always, we'll see you next time. Come on, Derby. <laughs>